Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's been a bad week for Donald Trump. A federal judge, we are being told, has ruled that former President Donald Trump and his two eldest children must answer questions now under oath. Former President Donald Trump must testify. The attorney general has obtained copious evidence of possible financial fraud. That is the heart of this case. Mr. Trump has denied allegations. He inflated his assets. Despite the multiple investigations he's now facing, Trump staggers on. A whole year after he lost the presidential election, if you attend his rallies, which he's never stopped holding, it feels like time has stood still. The number one pollster in the country said, if you got 64 million votes or 65 million votes, it's not possible that you lose. We got 75 million votes and they stole it, they rigged it, and it's a disgrace to our nation. We're like a third world country. Trump clearly hasn't moved on, but have Republican voters. For the first time since Trump left office, polling shows a majority of Republicans consider themselves supporters of the party first and foremost, and not the de facto party leader. He lost the election in 2020. And to continue to talk about it having been stolen, if you just want to be a partisan Republican, it's not good for our party. Of course, the fact that this question is even being polled shows Trump's looming presence in American politics. Two impeachments and a failed re-election bid later, Trump still casts a long shadow. Well, obviously, you know, he's the 800-pound gorilla in Republican politics. If I run and if I win, we will treat those people from January 6th fairly. And if it requires pardons, we will give them pardons. Now, with the midterm elections approaching in November, campaigning for the next president in 2024 has already begun. I don't know if you've heard this, but apparently The Rock is considering running for president in 2024. Now, his former colleague, The Undertaker, has already endorsed him this week. So the time for a change in Republican leadership might be now or never. You're listening to Stories of Our Times from The Times and The Sunday Times. I'm Manveen Rana. Today, the 800-pound gorilla in the Republican Party. The Republican Party remains the party of Donald Trump, essentially, and he's been very active in trying to make sure that is the continuing situation. That's David Charter, our US editor, speaking to me from Washington, DC. Donald Trump has never conceded his loss to President Biden. Quite the reverse. He's been very aggressive in pushing the unfounded claim that the 2020 election was fraudulently rigged against him. 
This has become known, especially on the Democrat side, as the big lie. With recount after recount after recount, court case after court case, the 2020 election was the most scrutinized election ever in American history. The big lie is just that, a big lie. Within the Republican Party, adherence to this philosophy, if you like, Mm. is really the determining driving factor at the moment. And there are voices that say, when they dare, that perhaps we should be focusing on issues that matter to everyday folk. Inflation, for example, the cost of living. And that is something, of course, that Trump will refer to in his rallies, which he still holds. But there is also going to be, during those rallies, a long list of grievances about how and why he was cheated out of the election that he lost. Last year, we had a rigged election and the proof is all over the place. We have a lot of proof and they know it's proof. They always talk about the big lie. They're the big lie. But the fake news and the lamestream media refused and they refused. They refused. They refused to talk about it. They How is that playing out with the public? You know, where is polling on this? Because when he left office, trust in the Republican Party was pretty much at an all-time low, wasn't it? Yes, and you would have thought that after the events of January the 6th, when a mob of Trump supporters burst into the Capitol building, that Trump's popularity would have waned. I support Trump. Freedom is paid for with blood, and tyranny always masquerades itself as safety and security, and that's what we're fighting against right now. It's wavered among Republicans, but his support in polling is pretty high among Republicans now. And so we're back to the position that, in fact, we were in in 2020, which is that Trump retains very strong support among much of the Republican base, but not enough to claim a majority in the country. That's not to say that Biden is popular either. Biden's popularity has plummeted to levels that have only been seen in the first year of a presidency under one previous post-war president, and that is President Trump. You've been profiling some of the people who might be running against him for the Republican ticket next time. Talk us through a few of them. I mean, starting with Glenn Youngkin in Virginia. Tell us a bit about him. What's interesting about Glenn Youngkin is he came through in the governor elections of 2021. The main one that caught the eye was in Virginia, where Biden won by over 10 points in 2020. And so the Democrats were expected to do pretty well, if not hold the governor's mansion. But along comes Glenn Youngkin. We are about to send a message to the entire country. A very wealthy former private equity businessman the left liberal progressive agenda that's been trying to take over our nation and take over the Commonwealth of Virginia is absolutely being rejected by Virginia. Youngkin is not closely allied to President Trump, but does pay lip service to some of the main Trump arguments, such as we must improve the integrity of our elections. But after becoming the candidate and defeating some much more Trumpy opponents, he then focuses a lot more on the culture war type issues, opposition to mask wearing in schools particularly, and also the teaching of critical race theory, which is not taught directly in schools, but does inform teachers' thinking, uh, so the argument goes which has become a hot-button issue. 
There is a revolt against the way our schools have been managed comprehensively, and critical race theory is a big part of it. I mean, we've actually seen the McAuliffe-Northam administration try to teach our children what to think, and we know that our schools are supposed to teach our kids how to think. In other words, moving away from the Trump agenda, but towards an agenda which Republicans think is perhaps pointing the way to a post-Trump future, issues that really motivate parents in particular to vote. Mm. And it was a great success for Youngkin because he came from a long way behind to defeat the Democratic candidate. All righty, Virginia, we won this thing! And it's interesting because although it's about peeling away from Trump politics, he is still feeding off culture war issues like critical race theory. Absolutely. It's a development of the Trump agenda rather than a rejection of it. Another one would be abortion, of course, where there isn't much of a middle ground on abortion. And Youngkin, as other Republicans in this vein, are looking to restrict access to abortion a lot more. And that finds a lot of favour with the Republican base. If he was to win the ticket, if he was to to run as the Republican candidate, do we have any sense of what a Youngkin America might look like? I think it's probably a bit early to get too excited about Glenn Youngkin as a presidential candidate because he, he's been in power for less than a month. But yes, there is talk that he or someone of his nature could one day run for the nomination. Now, over in Florida, there's another potential candidate for the Republican nominee. Tell us about the remarkable rise of Ron DeSantis. Well, this is a much more likely candidate to run as soon as 2024, actually. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. It's great to be here with you all. Thank you. Ron DeSantis already has one term almost as Republican governor under his belt. So we've seen what he's been able to do in Florida. And the rise of Ron DeSantis is not only very remarkable, but it had a lot to do almost entirely, I would say, with his endorsement at the get-go by Donald Trump. I'd like to introduce a true leader a proud veteran, my great friend, a tough, brilliant cookie. (laughs) True, he's tough, he's smart, and he loves Florida, and he loves our country, and he's going to be your next governor, Ron DeSantis. So here was a guy who, unlike Glenn Youngkin paying lip service to Trump, Ron DeSantis was a full-blown Trumpy candidate from the start in favour of building the wall, anti-illegal immigration, the full Trump agenda as it was four years ago. He was a very little-known state congressman when he started out, but he caught the ear and the eye of Donald Trump by repeatedly going on Fox News and defending Trump through thick and thin. Well, obviously, you know, he's the 800-pound gorilla in Republican politics, and um, I think a lot of our voters at the grassroots level are frustrated when they see some Republicans not trying to support him. And so that's something that they look for. You know, are you supporting the president? And this was brought to Trump's attention during the Florida Republican primary. And DeSantis was miles behind a much better known candidate. But after Trump's support and endorsement, his fortunes changed entirely and he won the Republican primary and went on to become governor of Florida on a recount, actually, in a very close election. 
And since then, he's been a controversial figure, but it's pretty clear that Florida has actually moved a little bit more to the right. That move to the right among Florida Republicans is most obvious in DeSantis's so-called Don't Say Gay Bill, which states a school district may not encourage classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity in primary grade levels or in a manner that is not age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students. We've seen instances of students being told by different folks in school, oh, you know, you know, you're, don't worry, don't pick your gender yet, do all this other stuff. They won't tell the parents about these discussions that are happening. That is entirely inappropriate. The bill has been roundly condemned by the White House. The American writer Chasen Glesman and his husband, the Democratic politician Pete Buttigieg, have been campaigning against it, calling it dangerous. And the reason is that it tells youth uh, who are different or whose families are different that uh, there's something wrong with them out of the gate. Chasten, my husband, pointed out that if our kids someday, some Monday morning, come into class and one of them says, I had the best weekend with my dads, is a teacher supposed to say, no, we don't talk about that here? It should be appropriate to talk about a kid's mom and mom or dad and dad or whatever family structures we live with. That's part of what it means to be pro-family, is to be pro-every family. The bill faces two more Florida Senate panels before it will be put to a vote in the Republican-controlled chamber. If it passes, it would come into effect in Florida in July, and it would be a personal triumph for Ron DeSantis. What do we know about his background? He's another very clever, very well-educated guy. He's graduated from Yale in history. Then he went to Harvard Law School. And then interestingly, he spent several years in the Navy as a prosecutor and legal advisor, including a year or two at Guantanamo Bay, where it's a bit mysterious exactly what he did, whether he was prosecuting or advising or defending. No one really knows. And he also saw action in Iraq. He accompanied a SEAL team, which is a special forces team, to Iraq. But he's got a very robust legal, educational and military background and became elected to the state House of Representatives in Florida in 2012, from where his rise has just continued, again, largely thanks to Trump. But we've seen DeSantis trying to now move away, I think, slightly from Trump. I watched a couple of politicians be interviewed and one of the questions was, did you get the booster? Because they had the vaccine. And they, oh, oh, they're answering it like, in other words, the answer is yes, but they don't want to say it. Because they're gutless. You've got to say it. This was seen as a dig at DeSantis, who's avoided talking about his vaccination regime. Uh, I've done whatever I did, the the normal shot. And, you know, that at the end of the day is people's individual decisions about what they want to do. Um, I'm not going to let that be be a weapon for people to be able to use. I think it's a private matter. So there's been the beginning of a bit of open jousting between them. Trump was asked about DeSantis at an event where he was giving a talk, and he said, yes, he would probably make a very good vice president one day. (laughs) Um, Then went on to talk about several, if not numerous other names who would also make good vice presidents. (laughs) So Trump has been trying to keep him in his place, I think. And he's right to be nervous. 
Governor Ron DeSantis in the spotlight this morning. A recent straw poll of conservative voters shows the governor holds a slight lead over former President Donald Trump for the 2024 presidential race. Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. And I keep hearing this. I have too. Uh, Yeah. Just rock star says this guy is taking over the Republican Party. Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. So he's definitely the coming man of the Republican Party. Coming up, why does Donald Trump want to run again? And will the Republicans back him? But first... This is Stig Abel and Asma Mir. We present The Breakfast Programme on Times Radio every Monday to Thursday from 6 o'clock. We talk to the leading politicians in the country. We go all around the world. We have a bit of a laugh. We can only do that thanks to the subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times. So subscribe today by visiting thetimes.co.uk forward slash stories of our times. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Donald Trump is now facing a string of investigations, focusing on his finances, his handling of sensitive documents whilst he was in the White House, his attempts to overturn the election, potential incitement to violence, and his role in the Capitol riots. But despite his legal woes, Trump's thirst for power seems undiminished. First on T, 45th President of the United States. 45th and 47th. 47th, yes. I love that. Mr. Donald Trump, ladies and gentlemen. What about Trump? You know, for people who haven't been watching, just remind us what he's been up to since the last election. Well, Trump hasn't really stopped being Trump. He's behaving like a candidate. He's behaving like he's running a campaign to be president. He's raising a lot of money. He's even raised money from a coffee table book of photographs, which is called Our Journey Together. 
and is oh, wow. apparently made him $20 million. Such are the vast numbers of books at $45 a go that he's been selling. That's incredible. So he's somehow become a best-selling author in the meantime. That's Trump. I mean, he was a best-selling author. That's how he first became known nationally for the art of the deal, although obviously it was disputed exactly how many of the words he wrote himself. <laughs> he made millions from the art of the deal. And he is preparing to launch his own social media channel that apparently looks a little bit like Twitter. He said his new app is being created to, quote, fight back against the big tech companies of Silicon Valley, which he says silences opposing voices in America. And he's been taking opportunities to promote that when other social networks like Facebook have had some difficulties. You can bet that Trump will say, well, look, it's not long to wait until we get social media that conservatives can use. In fact, everyone mm. can use and there'll be no censorship, et cetera, et cetera. So we wait to see exactly how that rolls out. But again, small investors and large investors have piled in and the shell company that they launched as the vehicle to get this thing going has received a lot of funding. But like Joe Biden with Donald Trump, there, there is an age question too. I mean, why do we think he wants to run again? Well, you're right, sir. Trump is 75. He would be the second oldest president if he managed to come back in 2024. And very few presidents have managed to come back after a hiatus. It's very unusual. Mostly presidents, even one-term presidents, find other activities to busy themselves with and retire from politics. But Trump seems to enjoy the power. He is really the Svengali of the Republican Party. His nomination carries enormous weight because he has so many millions of devoted followers. The question remains, can he hold on to them? And that's why he remains active, I suppose. But once again, it wasn't enough to carry him across the line in 2020. And the doubt must remain among some whether it could ever attract enough support to win a majority of the American people or the American states in the way that you have to to win an American election. And as things stand... It does sound like Donald Trump still has a bit of a stranglehold over the Republican Party, but do we think they want him to be the next candidate? So there is a Republican polling company called Echelon Insights, which has found that support for Trump remains strong, but not overwhelming. So if a presidential primary for the Republicans were to be held today, they put those who would absolutely vote for Trump at 34% of Republican voters, and a further 14% would probably vote for Trump, bringing up to 48% of Republicans. So you can see that there is actually a split in the party over whether they want him to, to run again. And if you talk to people at Trump rallies, yes, they love Trump. They love what he did for the country and the way he behaved insofar as reasserting conservative values in the way he did. They don't often say that they liked all the tweeting and the insults. They mm. see that as a negative side of Trump that they had to put up with, if you like, to get the economy roaring, to get the crackdown on illegal immigration that they wanted. But there's a growing feeling that they are open to someone else who has a similar agenda, like the Trump agenda, make America great again. You know, obviously, there are some who definitely want Trump to come back. But what this polling is also confirming is that about half of Republicans are open to another candidate. And that's not good news for Trump. Now, it is possible that DeSantis could run against him. And it's not impossible that DeSantis could beat him in a straight fight, but it would split the America first base of the party. 
that's not beyond Trump, but it, it may be beyond DeSantis to do that. I've always been about the truth, and he lost the election in 2020. And to continue to talk about it having been stolen undercuts our democracy. And if you just want to be a partisan Republican, it's not good for our party. So the other guy who is going to stand is Chris Christie, the former New Jersey governor, who was quite a Trump loyalist, but has since really broken with Trump. And this developed over the latter stages of the Trump administration. He took a shot at me, and that's fine. That's his right to do. And I just reminded everybody that, yeah, he talked about my approval ratings and all the rest. I said, well, you know, when I ran for election in New Jersey, I got 60% of the vote. And when he ran for election, he lost to Joe Biden. Chris Christie is 59. He was appalled at the January the 6th riots and has said that Trump incited it and was very critical of Trump's behaviour that day. So is definitely preparing his own run. So we've got several candidates there already. And then you've got those more Trump loyalists like Mike Pence, the former vice president. I will always be proud of what we accomplished for the American people over the last four years. Mike Pompeo, the former secretary of state. If let's say there's a scenario Donald Trump makes a decision he's not going to run in 2024, would you consider getting in that race? John, I'm always up for a good fight. I care deeply about America. You and I have been part of the conservative movement for an awfully long time now. I aim to keep at it. All right. I'll, I'll take that as a strong maybe. Ted Cruz, one-time opponent and enemy who's become a Trump loyalist, Texas senator. November is going to be a tidal wave. Republicans are going to retake the House. I think we're going to retake the Senate also because people are fed up with policies that don't work, and we haven't even touched the disastrous economy, inflation out of control, the chaos at the southern border, and the incoherent weakness of foreign policy. Like, everything Biden touches goes to crap. And there are a couple of younger senators who were very loyal to Trump, like Josh Hawley, who were not run against Trump, but will stand in future contests. It's interesting because the, the plates are moving, the, the tectonic plates, as, as uh, John Prescott famously once said, the plates are moving slightly and intriguingly. It's shifting towards DeSantis, who is still only 43, and he served one term pretty much as governor of Florida. So on the one hand, he has time on his side. He can afford to wait perhaps till 2028. On the other hand, he offers this generational change to Republicans, a largely Trumpy agenda, but also with an eye on other factors that Trump has blind spots on, like the environment. In Florida, DeSantis has been pumping money into protecting the Everglades, for example, and is open to the environmental agenda in a way that Trump just isn't, that I think also potentially broadens his appeal. You've been listening to Stories of Our Times, a podcast brought to you thanks to the subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times, with me, Manveen Rana, and my guest, The Times US editor, David Charter. You can find all of David's reporting and analysis at thetimes.co.uk with a subscription or in print. The producers today were Ben Mitchell and Taryn Siegel. The executive producer is Kate Ford, and sound design was by David Crackles. 
If you'd like to get in touch with us with any ideas for future episodes or any thoughts on what you've just heard, do drop us a line to storiesofourtimes at thetimes.co.uk. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.